1: Everyone, welcome to the Reddit Grinder's Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Friday, it's June 10th, it is 2022. We have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I think this might be the first like 15 game slate of the season that we've had on the podcast where there hasn't been like six o'clock start games or anything like that, but full slate, everyone playing today. So you know who it is. It's Genie for 07, Grant. Fifteen games, you know I got to bring in the big guns.
2: Yeah, no, I'm ready to rattle them off. I'm, I'm tired. I'm getting old. Long day of gambling.
1: Well, in DFS, I faded Garrett Cole. But I also, you, you but smart I, guy. I also played plinko, so um, it was it was so nice, and then it, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it's still you. You are better
2: off than if you were playing Cole. <laughs> at least yeah, you got that.
1: I'm not even going to min cash, uh, no. and I had and I had Naylor who went yard. Uh, it just wasn't a good team.
2: Yeah, my my Cleveland minus three bet still might pay off. I, I marked it down as loss, but bottom of the eight no outs, two on, up one.
1: All right, let's let's talk some baseballs here. <laughs> Fifteen games. We get started. Milwaukee at Washington. We got Aaron Ashby going up against Eric Fetty, eight and a half total in this game. Brewers a one sixty five favorites. Any interest here in Aaron Ashby?
2: Yeah, I think you have to have a little bit of interest in him. He's been pretty solid overall so far, um, sitting at a thirty percent K rate on the season, sub four x FIP. He's been pretty good. Um, not a huge total go up against him. Not a terrible ballpark. Weather's all right, but he's gotten close to hundred pitches or up to hundred pitches in each of the last three starts coming into this game in good form, striking out a lot of guys don't love the matchup, but don't hate it. So 8.6 K. I mean, this is a slate where we don't have any must plays here. So I think he's, he's one of the
1: better plays on the slate. Yeah, I think he's okay. You know, I think that he's just, he's just one of those guys that's okay today. I think he has a lot of strikeout upside in general, I think the Washington team has no power whatsoever against left-handed pitching, but they have done a great job of like still putting the ball in play against lefties. But yeah, I mean, I don't mind Ashby in this spot. I mean, I think Washington's hit seven home runs against left-handed pitching this season, which is the second fewest behind Detroit. Who's had only hit five. So yeah, 8,600. We know the strikeout upside is legit. So very much in play at 8,600. And then Eric Fetty on the other side of this game, that's a it's a pass for me. Yeah, no interest in him.
2: Guy is not a big strikeout pitcher, Under twenty percent Walks a decent amount of guys. Not a horrible real-life pitcher. Still gets a ton of ground balls, but overall not someone I really want to play.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem that he's going to face here is TELUS, Ad- Adamas. These guys are like fly ball hitters, Renfro. Um, so, yeah, I... I like the three man stack here for Milwaukee. Uh, what do you like here for the Brewers? Yeah, Yelich, you know, us
2: McCutcheon, Renfro, Adamus, Urias are all fine. Like the main thing about this is it's a super cheap stack. Fetty, Well, it doesn't get blown up too often, the price tags on these guys seem a little bit low here. I mean, Tells is under 4K, McCutcheon's almost 3K, Renfro's under 4K, Urias is 3,400. It just doesn't seem like they're priced up high enough considering that Fetty's just an average overall pitcher to slightly above average just because it was ground balls, but there's definitely some fly ball pitchers there. Fetty can get a little bit wild over a 10% walk rate on the season, so I kind of like this stack, and I like individual bats, especially Talos here at 3,600.
1: Washington bats, I mean, I really don't have a ton of interest. Nelson Cruz kind of banged up. We know throughout his career he's been great against left-handed pitching, but I mean, I think he's really at the end of his career. Um, Lane Thomas is 2.8K if he hits towards the top of the order, I guess. But overall, not a ton of interest here for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, Ashby's been really solid going up against righties. Not great versus lefties, but not big enough sample size for me to really judge that. He's going to be a reverse splits pitcher, but he's been, been fantastic going up against righties. Huge ground ball rate, right? so I don't see a ton of upside here. I mean, they're going to argue with the Soto one-off, but Cruz, Bell, Hernandez, not really great plays. Yeah. I don't hate that Lane Thomas call just because he's batting second. 2800 is not a bad price tag, but actually, some good enough strikeout stuff where I don't think I really want to touch any of these Washington batters.
1: All right. Cruising along here, we have Arizona at Philadelphia. Zach Gollin against Kyle Gibson, eight total. Eight and a half, some places. Most books have it as Philadelphia minus one thirty. Um, any interest here in Zach Gallen? Now he's almost
2: ten k. I know that his real life numbers, ERA, everything has been pretty great this season, but he's due for some negative regression. He's still above, slightly above average strikeout pitcher. He's still slightly above average ground ball pitcher, but overall, he's not a great pitcher. He's not someone worth ten k. There's a four point six implied team total going up against him for the Phillies. Good ballpark for hitters, so I, I don't think I can stomach that price tag.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he's a good real-life pitcher. Zach Gollan is good. is um, a tough ass in this ballpark against this team, like you were kind of saying. I don't think i play him today. If you have interest in him, I'm not going to necessarily talk you off of it. Uh, Kyle Gibson on the other side of this game. I mean, I'm probably not playing Kyle Gibson on this slate
2: i I crazy for hating him? I mean, his underlying numbers have been a lot better this season. He does struggle versus lefties, which is a concern here. Um, obviously, there's going to be a decent amount of lefties in the lineup. They're probably going to platoon out. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting spot because he has been a lot better than his numbers have shown so far this year. But a lot of that's just going up against righties. Um, lefties, he just has not done very well against. So, at 7,100, I don't hate him, but I think I have more interest, strangely enough, on the Diamondbacks on the other side.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I honestly, I have interest in the Arizona Bats in this spot way more than I have interest in Gibson. Like you were saying, his biggest struggle this season has been lefties and Rojas, Martin, Marte, Smith, um, I mean, uh, Peralta, Varsho, he
2: might legitimately face nine lefties going up against the Diamondbacks,
1: especially if Walker doesn't play. Um, I mean, I think it's more like seven for Arizona, but yeah, I love this spot for Arizona today. They're they're a stack that I'm looking at. They're cheap. I can I can stack Arizona and pay up and get pitching that I want on this slate. So yeah, ton of interest in this spot for the Arizona bets.
2: Yeah, I mean, I really like Varsho in that catcher spot under 5k um just been pretty solid this year again it, there's just so many lefties Farsho Rojas Cattel Marte Peralta I really like in this spot he's been sol- a solid bat this year and he's sitting under 4k Pavin Smith if you need a little cheapy he's 3k and then well I don't love the rest of the bats in the lineup they're going to be cheap like if Alex Thomas is in there he's fine at 3.5k but I mean it's just just the fact that they can platoon out everyone, and Gibson just struggles so much versus lefties. I have I, I, these price tags, I'm just really, really liking the stack, especially Peralta.
1: Philadelphia, I mean, Gollin's good, and the Philly bats that I'd want to play are kind of pricey. Schwarber at 4,300 as a one-off, Castellanos at 4K as a one-off, or Hoskins at 3,900 as a as a one-off, like. All those guys, if you want to chase some power under 4,500, I'm, I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah, I kind of like that little mini stack of Schwarber, Hoskins, and Castellanos for average of about 4K a pop. Um, Gallon has been pretty darn good this season, but he struggled a bit more versus righties than he has lefties. So Hoskins, Castellanos' power, fly balls will play out really well against that. Schwarber, I mean, Gallen's been really good versus lefties, but 4.3K for Schwarber and a decent ballpark. It's really those three bats, and I, I like that mini stack. I don't think I'm paying over 5K for Harbour. I don't think I'm paying over 5K for Real Muto. It's kind of just mispricing on Hoskins, Castellanos, and Schwarber. So I like that mini stack. I like each of them as individual power bats.
1: All right, we got the Cubs and the Yankees. It sounds like Wade Miley is going to come off the IL and pitch for the Cubs in this spot. And then we have Severino pitching for the Yankees eight and a half total Yankees a 250 favorite Yankees big implied team total here any interest in Wade Miley
2: absolutely not he's probably not going to go terribly late into the game and if he did that could be worse for him because the Yankees bats are good gonna have a lot of good ride going up against Miley while he's a decent ground ball guy not gonna go late enough into the game coming off the aisle we don't know how good a form he's gonna be in so I'm I'm just even though he's on it for a few weeks I'm I'm out on Miley
1: it was a shoulder though. I mean, um, uh, no interest whatsoever. Like shoulder injuries coming off the IL? Nope. Um no chance. So I I think I think we see a, a pitch count limit, but who knows? Um Severino 10-3. The Cubs have some strikeout upside. Severino has some strikeout ability. What are you doing here with Severino? Yeah, I think he
2: honestly might be my top pitcher on the slate at top two i mean he's top two price but he's definitely a guy that'll end up with a decent amount of exposure to i would like to see more righties in the lineup um we'll see what ends up coming out i'm guessing half will be in there i assume ortega will be in there Hayward's not really anything to worry about so severino been great so far this season xfip is sitting around four close to a 30 percent k rate not really walking too many guys they've let him go deeper into games recently Think he's been up to over ninety pitches in each of his last seven starts. Um Went over a hundred going up against Tampa Bay. So higher strikeout matchup going up against a mediocre team, even though it's in New York. I think Seve's probably top two pitcher for me on the slate.
1: Yep, I mean he is. He's one of the elite pitchers on this slate. You know we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple t- couple options that. I mean, you can look at on this slate, but I think he's the top guy. Um, There's a pitcher that I love today that we're going to talk about in a few games. Um, It's actually the next game we're going to talk about. So we'll talk about him in here in a second. Uh, Cubs bats. I got nothing. I got nothing. I want nothing to do with the Cubs here. No interest whatsoever. Now, the Yankees, on the other hand, um, they're facing Wade Miley, a lefty. We're going to get LeMayhew. We're going to get Judge. We're going to get Donaldson. Torres, if you're stacking the Yankees, you know, Stanton, obviously, if you're stacking the Yankees, though, get some exposure to Rizzo as well. Um, he's always had good power against left handed pitching, and we don't think Wade Miley is going to go deep into this game anyway. So, that's a way to make your Yankees stack uh different here.
2: Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, I like pretty much all the pitchers. Yankees have just been so hot, a lot of big power bats going up against Miley, probably going to struggle. They're playing in Yankee Stadium, so. Good stadium there. Judge is expensive, but he's worth it. I don't know if I love playing Stanton for 6K, if he's even in the lineup. He got held out today, but I think that was just rest day like Donaldson. Just the price tags on these guys are a little bit tough to fit in, but there's some cheap bats on the slate where you can easily make a four or five man stack work.
1: All right. Oakland at Cleveland is where we go Next. It's Blackburn against McKenzie, seven and a half total. The Guardians are one sixty-five to one seventy favorites. Any interest here in Blackburn? Not really.
2: Eight point one K is too expensive for a guy with a sub twenty percent K rate. He is due for some negative regression. ERA is way lower than his xFIP, but that's largely because he plays over in Oakland, Um, going up against a Cleveland team that really doesn't strike out a huge clip. Going up against varieties, so. It's just a spot where the price tag's too inflated. You're not getting any upside. So I'm out on Blackburn.
1: So McKenzie is, I think, my guy today. I think I'm going to play way too much of him today. I think I'm going to be looking for his, like, pitching out prop over there on prize picks today. Like, the dude's gone at least seven innings in four straight games, over six innings in six straight games, and he gets Oakland. And, I mean, sign me up. He hasn't had that, like... Massive strikeout upside that we saw. um I don't know if his last year, I think his last year, he was at like 20, he's at 27%, somewhere around that range last year. And this year he's at 22, but the walks have come down. The swing and strike rate is still solid. He's a fly ball pitcher. I'm not too worried about that against Oakland. Sign me up for Tristan McKenzie in this spot. Yeah, just going up against
2: an awful Oakland team. Uh, he's, Right up there. I, I'm, I'm just worried about a strikeout rate this year. I think it'll pop back up, saying at 22%. Rate. He was at 27% last year, but historically, he's been around a 30% K rate guy. So, I mean, it should end up going in the positive soon. Um, like I said, he's gotten a little bit lucky so far this year, but there's The main thing to worry about with him a lot of times is walks. He's been more in control this year, but I'm not worried about anyone over on Oakland walking against him. I mean, this is just an awful team overall. He's going to struggle. I, I, I'm right there with you. I think I still prefer Seve's a little bit, but McKenzie's so much cheaper that he'll probably be my SB too.
1: I mean, he dominated this team earlier this year. Just absolutely dominated them. So I'm hoping for a really good outing. You know, you're always worried about home runs for McKenzie. He's someone that I like to target when he's pitching usually because he gives up so many home runs. Um, Any interest in Oakland bats here? No. I think the only guy that I would play is Seth Brown at 3,100, and I don't think you can play him at first base as a one-off. So. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland against Blackburn. You know, Cleveland, a team that we talked about a lot yesterday, um, Blackburn, I mean, he's kind of a neutral splits guy. If Kwan hits second, I think you could go Kwan, Ramirez, Naylor is like a three man. Um, but I mean, Jose Ramirez is always very much in play.
2: Yeah, I mean, Blackburn's still pretty decent ground ball pitcher, so I don't see a ton of upside. But Ramirez very much in play anytime you can get Naylor at sub 4K, Kwan at sub 3K. While Blackburn is fairly splits neutral, it gets a lot more ground balls going up against righties. So you're getting more upside with those lefties and all those guys have some pops. So I don't, I don't mind using that three man lefty stack, um, but I'm staying away from all the righties here.
1: Toronto at Detroit. Berrios against Rodriguez, Elvin Rodriguez, uh, nine total in this game. Blue Jays, a 200 favorites. Any interest here in Berrios at 7,500?
2: I mean, he's been so bad this season, but it's going up against Detroit. It's a high strikeout matchup coming off an absolute gem going up against Minnesota. Right before that, absolutely awful game going up against the Angels. <laughs> He's just been so up and down, but he's definitely been in better form recently, or at least the last game. And matchup versus Detroit is just too good. Um, they're playing over in Detroit, so I'm not expecting a lot of damage to get done to him here. I I, I like him in this spot, and I like that price tag of 7,500. Even though he hasn't been great this year, he has been a little bit unlucky. So I think that I think that he can get it done versus Detroit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely have interest in him in this spot. I could see myself using Barrios at seventy five hundred for sure. Um, I can tell you for certain though, I am not playing Elvin Rodriguez against Toronto.
2: No, I mean the guy had an awful sweat, second outing, uh, whatever it was against the Yankees. Apparently, I heard somewhere they he was probably tipping pitches, um, but still, this is a guy that wasn't going to be a great pitcher at least right now, maybe in the future. But as of right now, not looking like he's a huge prospect. Triple A numbers are decent at best and bad at worst. Um, not projected to be an even average pitcher in this league. Going up against Toronto, tons of power, not a ton of strikeouts. He's going to struggle here a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, 427 Woba to lefties with a 360 ISO, and then 409 Woba with 325 ISO to righties. Um, massive fly ball rates, um, yeah. Like load up on the Toronto bats in this spot. I mean, this is a fantastic spot. You know, you have guys like Bichette, Vlad, Tapia that hit the ball on the ground a ton. They get a fly ball pitcher here. This is this is an excellent spot um, for Toronto.
2: Yeah, and I don't mind throwing in Tioska or Chapman or Springer, um, Kirk. Pretty much in for the entirety of the lineup here. Rodriguez. Not great. Pitchers behind likely, not great. I think he can do some, get just absolutely crushed here. I expect them to be moderately chalky, but there's not a ton of cheap pitching, so if you can get them in at low ownership, that's great, but they'll probably end up being around 8%. I think that's still too low.
1: Any Detroit bats?
2: Uh, Baez, Meadows, both under 4k if you want to throw in scope or miggy for under 3k i guess you can um you can make a cheap mini secondary stack and that's probably where i'd end up playing them but i mean barrios again hasn't been great hasn't been awful this season but he's giving up a decent amount of fly balls so i'm just targeting the power
1: bats all right we got pittsburgh at atlanta 8.5 total in this game. Braves a 220 favorites. We have Strider going up against Contreras. Any interest here in Ronzi Contreras?
2: I mean, he hasn't been bad so far this season, Um, but it's a matchup versus Atlanta. His minor league numbers kind of point to him being an above average pitcher. I really like that price tag of 6,700, but it's just such a tough matchup. If I'm going cheap with a lineup, I probably will throw in a uh, a few shots on him because that, like his potential strikeout upside. While he can get absolutely crushed here, and there's a five total with that price tag. If he just got lands on the right side of babbip and home run to fly ball variants he can put up a good outing for that uh, price tag.
1: I said price tag like eight times there. <laughs> you good? Um. Any interest here in Spencer Strider? Strider is good. Like
2: he's better than seven K good. The guy has some real good stuff. Um, hasn't had any big outings yet, but I feel like it's probably coming at some point. I mean, the guy has great fastball. The guy's sitting well above a thirty percent K rate. Got up to eighty-seven pitches in his last outing. I mean, is going up against Pittsburgh, he might be. He actually might be my de facto SP toons on the slate.
1: Yeah. He's my favorite tournament pitcher on the slate. I I'm probably going to end up with McKenzie Strider builds a lot today. Um, I love this spot for him. Like you said, 87 pitches that was in course 87 pitches in course last time out. So he's getting stretched out. Everything I've read is he's still probably a year early, for like when we kind of expected him but big strikeout stuff this dude has big strikeout stuff really live fastball above average slider good change up i am i am riding spencer strider in this spot um i love this spot for him i have zero interest in the pittsburgh bats this is a all in or nothing spot for me for strider
2: Yeah, I mean, if Strider's going to be super chalk, you can make the argument. He does get a little bit wild, gives up a decent amount of hard contact and fly balls. Well, I like him a lot, it would just be a game theory play to potentially stack up the Pirates against him with Chavez, Vogelbach, Reynolds, Hayes. Like, they can take him deep, and he can get enough walks in there where he gets out of there early and Pittsburgh gets up to a decent lead. So... Overall, it's not a great numbers play, but it's not a bad game theory play if Strider is going to come in at like 30% ownership.
1: Um, Any interest in the Atlanta bats here?
2: Yeah, I mean, Contreras hasn't been bad. But these, I mean, Atlanta has over a five implied total. They're expensive. I don't think they're worth it fully because of their price tags but I'm not going to argue with it in the last stack. It's good weather. It's good stadium, and good bats going up against a young pitcher.
1: Yeah, a young pitcher that's just not generating any soft contact whatsoever. It's all been medium or hard contact. So, I mean, he's he's solid. He he really is a solid pitcher from what we've seen so far. But, I mean, he's had some really good matchup. His, his Sierra and XFIP are almost two points higher than his ERA, some regression potentially coming with some of his numbers, but I mean he has good strikeout stuff. So I don't know how I feel necessarily about like a full Atlanta stack here, but definitely like the spot for Matt Olson. This guy's giving a ton of hard contact to lefties too. Texas at Chicago taking on the White Sox nine total in this game as well. White Sox a one twenty five favorite. Glenn Otto. Going up against Davis, Martin, any interest here in Glenn Otto?
2: No, no, not really. Great pitcher. Struggles a lot with control. White Sox lineup is getting healthier. I know they've been way better versus lefties, but I don't trust Glenn Otto to get it done here at 6,600 even.
1: Yeah, it's that's kind of where I'm at. I don't really have a ton of interest. Um, we've talked about a few pitchers that I like a lot more than him today, so no interest for me. Um, and then, I mean, the other side of this game, Davis Martin, 90 and 91, 91 and 97 pitches in his first two starts. Um, I mean, Texas is a somewhat beatable offense. I, I don't think I play him today. I mean, he's 6K, super cheap. Um, I mean, you could probably talk me into maybe rolling the dice a little bit. But I mean, his numbers are just so limited. And his strikeout stuff doesn't seem to be fantastic, but his swing and strike rate stuff is good. So it's tough to say.
2: Yeah, no, he's been a little bit interesting. Went up through the minors decently quickly. Had some good double A numbers um, and A plus numbers, but he like we don't know how good he's gonna be as a strikeout pitcher. Struggled in triple A so far this season, has struggled to strike guys out in the majors. Looks like he's probably gonna be right around league average strikeout guy probably a below average pitcher so going up versus Texas if you really want to if you have to save the money I don't see too many guys down here that I want to play so it's fine um, but I'm I'm likely out on him
1: uh, any interest in the Texas bats here
2: yeah I mean Martin's like I said probably going to be a below average pitcher I don't want to play pay close to five k for Simeon Seager or Garver, Cole Cahan at thirty four hundred isn't a bad play I don't think but Nate Low if he's in there not a bad play but uh yeah I mean it 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 doesn't stand out as anything great the weather's not going to be too good over in uh, Chicago it's going to be sixty eight degrees so I I'm probably staying away from Texas bats
1: yeah, this is the one total on the slate that I was a little confused about. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I do. I, I definitely don't mind the White Sox part of this game. It's just without Anderson and Jimenez, it definitely hurts the overall stack. We'll have to see if Jake um, Berger is okay. He left the game, uh, I think, in the eighth or ninth inning on Thursday night against Dodgers. So, yeah, I mean, I think the White Sox, White Sox can score some runs here. I just don't know if they're a stack that outscores some other stacks.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm probably. I'm probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are cheap. Like, Moncada's under 4K. Braves, 4,400. Grandal's under 4K. Honestly, going up against Glen I don't like the weather, but yeah, Vegas is kind of surprising me with the high total here. Red White Sox implied total is up near five runs. So I, I don't mind it, to be honest. I don't mind the little four-man in Moncada, Bray, Robert, and Grandal. Even Berger if he's in the lineup.
1: All right. We got Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Eight total in this game. Pick'em game. Um, Rasmussen against Smeltzer. Any interest here in Rasmussen? Yeah,
2: he's fine. I mean, the guy is not an awful pitcher. Decent K stuff. Going up against the Twins, decent K lineup, but realistically they're close to full health or they're pretty much at full health with Buxton and Correa back and Kepler back. I I just struggle to pay 9.4K for him going up against a team with this much power. I mean, the upside's definitely there, but the downside is also there. So I'm probably staying away at this price tag.
1: Yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole just struggled against this team. Rasmussen has pitched well this season. Um, I mean, there's strikeouts in this lineup. Bucks and Correa, Polanco, Sanchez, Larnich, Miranda. Like, all these guys strike out. I mean, there's just a lot of power in this lineup, too. So... I think in large field tournaments, if you're mass multi-entering here, you know you could roll the dice a little bit and take some shots. But I mean, we have a lot of good options on the slate, so I don't think I necessarily end up with him. And Devin Smeltzer on the other side of this game, I don't understand this game being a pick'em. To be honest, um, I do not think he pitches well in this game.
2: Yeah, I mean he's not a good pitcher. Um, doesn't strike anyone out. Does get some ground balls. But gives up a lot of hard contact. I think the main reason is Tampa Bay struggles going up against lefties. Uh, So yeah, I am. Well, they don't struggle that much. They're above the average, I guess. But yeah, I I can't play a guy with a twelve point five percent strikeout rate.
1: Yeah, no, um, no interest for me in this spot whatsoever. Yeah, like Tampa, obviously they're missing some some main pieces here, but I mean, you gotta be able to strike this team out. If you're not going to strike them out, uh, you're going to struggle against them and he's not a strikeout pitcher by any means. So I love a arena here at 4,700, um, Diaz Margot, little three man. I-, I think Zanino at catcher. He's always a catcher that has power. I mean, he could go one for five with a home run and four strikeouts. Um, I love him against left-handed pitching, though. I love this spot for him. We know massive fly ball hitter. Um, you know, it's just whether or not he gets a hold of one here. But yeah, I, I kind of like Tampa as like a secondary stack today.
2: Yeah, I don't mind that. I really like the Zunino call. I mean, guy that strikes out a ton and hits a ton of bombs, going to be swinging for the fences. Uh, and then Rosarina Diaz Margot, guys with some pop. I like them going up against Smelter. He does still give up a decent amount of hard contact and a decent amount of fly balls release.
1: Any interest in the Minnesota bats here?
2: I mean Rasmussen is good. Tampa Bay's bullpen is good. They're not terribly cheap. Buxton at 4900 I think, is is the guy I'm mostly interested in out of that. I mean, I have too much respect for Tampa Bay's pitching.
1: Yeah. Miami at Houston seven and a half total Astros are one fifty-five favorite Pablo Lopez, Luis Garcia, Pablo Lopez, 10, one, having a good season. 10 um, ones a lot against Houston. Do we have interest in him here? Just no.
2: Um, it's real simple. It's against Houston. Lopez is probably playing a little bit over his head. Houston's a low strikeout lineup. I mean, I can't pay 10.1K for him right now. and He hasn't even had 20-plus point game in any of the, like the last four games. Had one gym versus Milwaukee and one gym versus San Diego. But he hasn't had a great game in the last few games. I don't know. Am I, am I off? Like It's against Houston, and he's over 10K. I feel like that's too much even for a well above average pitcher.
1: I think the one thing that Lopez has going for him here is he's reverse splits. He has a 3% hard to soft contact ratio against lefties. He has a 22% K rate lefties just haven't been able to hit him hard this season. So knowing what he's going to get here for Houston. And I mean, I think it matters if the roof is closed or not here in Houston as well, but of, okay. So of like Severino, Lopez, Gollan, Bueller, Musgrove, I think he's probably second for me behind Severino, maybe Musgrove. Musgrove. Like, yeah, yeah uh, just, I think Severino is one of the t- elite ones. And then I think Musgrove Lopez are two, a two B. And I don't think I'm playing Gallin or Bueller. And we'll talk about that here in a few minutes, but um I think he's solid. I, I think he's solid. If it was a better matchup, we'd probably be playing him a lot more here. But like I said, the one thing that he has going for him in this matchup is he is, he's reverse splits. And that's super helpful in this matchup. Luis Garcia is 9,100. Getting a good matchup here against the Marlins. I mean, there's a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. I think they're at 22, 23, 24%, um, somewhere in that range. 9,100 for a guy that seems like he's capped at like 90 pitches.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good strikeout matchup and he is slightly above average K rate pitcher, but he's not a huge strikeout guy. 9.1 K is a large price tag. He's not going to go too late into the game. Um, He is fairly efficient, but it's the price tag that scares me off of him. I mean, if you need a, pivot off of Ashby and McKenzie, and you just want to go with lower owned, I think you can go Garcia, but I clearly prefer McKenzie and Ashby by a decent margin.
1: Any interest in the Miami bats here?
2: Garcia is a good pitcher. If you want to target someone, I'd probably say jazz, but he's at 5.7 K. If the roof's open, then I could potentially see targeting some of the power bats here and jazz. Agyar, Jesus Sanchez, Soler. But I mean, the fact that you're paying almost 6K for Jazz and Soler just makes it a little bit tough going up against an above average pitcher in Garcia. I mean, he may be giving up a decent amount of fly balls, but I, I just can't play him in this spot. Play those guys in the spot at that price tag.
1: Yeah, I just I can't I can't pay the prices for these guys. Like even Houston, like. I love stacking Houston, but with Lopez being a reverse splits pitcher, Jordan Alvarez 6,100 for a guy that's going to generate soft contacts and ground balls, like, it's this might be just one of those games that I hope goes, like, 3-2 with no home runs.
2: Yeah, very well might. Um, We'll see if the roofs open. I mean, at these price tags, even Houston's not going to kill you if they go off for a decent game, but Lopez really isn't going to, hit a bad game in all likelihood. He might give up three runs. He might give up one home run. So I can't justify paying these price tags for
1: lefties or the righties. All right, Cincinnati at St. Louis. Eight total. Cardinals at 135 favorites. We got Luis Castillo going up against Andre Palen- Palenta Point totally just murdered that guy's name he's not going to pitch deep enough in this game to really matter so it's okay um any interest here in luis castillo i mean he's been in a little bit better form lately i know he's had a tough year
2: but or tough last few years but he's come around here a bit solid overall numbers eight and a half k i don't hate him like he struggled to start the year, but everything seems to be back together. The strikeout rate is there. The ground balls are there. I don't love the Magic going up against St. Louis, but he's just right in the same price range as Ashby McKenzie. So he's fine. I'll end up with a few shares of him. Don't love him.
1: Uh, Andre pelante on the other side of this game. I mean, 15... 15- 0.7% strikeout rate on the season, 11% walk rate, kind of transitioning from the bullpen to a starter role, but it still doesn't seem like he's going to go too deep. Um, he's really struggled with walks. I, I mean, he's a massive ground ball pitcher, and that's kind of why they liked him in the bullpen is, you know, the generation of ground balls. I don't think I play him in this spot. Because I don't think he pitches deep enough, and I don't think he has enough ceiling for a 15-game slate.
2: Yeah, not a well below league average strikeout rate pitcher who's only going to go max probably 85, but most likely right around 80. I, I, I don't think I can plan. I mean, he's due for some negative regression on a small sample size, and you're just not getting any upside. The best you can hope for is five shutout innings and 20 points, but that's not
1: horribly likely. Any interest in the uh, Cincinnati bats here?
2: Not really. He's a – Planta is a decent pitcher. Not great, not terrible. but going to get a lot of ground balls. So don't really expect a ton of fantasy points to be scored by them. Not going to be any home runs most likely against Plante. So
1: I'm out. Plante. Plante? I think it's Plante.
2: What's a Plante. I
1: don't know. I'm going to go with Plante. The more I look at it, the more I'm going to go with Polante. Um, I mean, Joey Votto, ever since he's come back, has just been absolutely crushing the ball. So I think we're starting to see 2021 Joey Votto back. So I definitely have some interest in him under 4K. I don't know if I one off him or if I pair him with like Fam and Dury. Dury and Fam are kind of expensive so I think I end up more of like a one-off with Joey Votto here um, more than anything else
2: yeah that's fair I'm not I'm not against that but like I said I'm not expecting a ton of fantasy output from the Reds here
1: yeah I mean I don't expect Plante to kind of pitch deep into this game either so I mean you're getting the bullpen so it's always a plus um Mets and Angels. No total out for this game yet. It does sound like Tyler McGill is going to be activated and start in this game. He has not pitched a like he has not pitched since May eleventh. He got shelled in that game, and that's where the bicep injury came from. And I mean, it's been right at a month. And then we're gonna get Jonathan Diaz pitching for the Angels in this spot. Taylor McGill. Good pitcher. Angels lineup, obviously not as good as it could be. Um, I mean, they're dealing with some injuries here. I don't think I can I don't think I can trust him pitching deep enough here, not playing for like a month.
2: Yeah, no, it's just not gonna happen. Not enough to pay off his nine point seven K price tag, even though against a good strikeout matchup in the Angels. I
1: don't want to play him. Jonathan Diaz here. Um, yeah, I just... He's 4K. I know, and, like, this could be a really watered-down Mets lineup. Marte and Alonso are banged up right now. Like, I just... Do we think he goes 80 pitches here? Like, I, I think that's the biggest question mark. Like, he threw 53 against the Yankees last time out after getting... Um, you know, called back up. I just, I don't know what we're looking at pitch count wise.
2: Yeah, no, I'm worried about it too, but I think he should get you close to five innings. Main thing is he's 4K. Like that's pretty much it. He's 4K. The guy is a serviceable player. Can get a little bit wild, but average strikeout stuff. You can get 80 pitches out of him in 4K. Going up against a Mets lineup that struggles more versus lefties than they do versus righties. I'm fine with him. Like 4K, he makes a, if you want to pay it for all the bats, he's a great way to do it.
1: I think it comes down to what this lineup looks like. If Marte and Alonzo are in there, I'm probably out. Uh, Mets-Bats, I mean, if Marte and Alonzo play, I have interest in those two guys. I think you can pair them with Lindor. You can go Kana at 33, go Escobar at 32. Um, I mean, the Mets are kind of cheap here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, they're probably a little bit too cheap here. While I like Diaz could end up drawing a decent amount of ownership. I think Mets stack makes complete sense here. Um, JD Davis, Canna, Escobar, all 3.3 K or less. Don't mind them. If uh, Alonzo and Marte are in there, don't mind them. I'm mostly targeting righties here. And I think that they make us make sense for a stack at this price tag
1: um angels i mean trout still dealing with the groin rendon they didn't say when he's really going to be back otani is 5600 um mcgill's a good pitcher any interest in the angels here
2: i don't mind him let me rephrase that i don't mind trout i don't mind walsh but mcgill is a good overall pitcher um and Outside maybe playing Joe Adele at 2.3k. There's not a ton of else in this lineup that I want to play.
1: All right, we got Colorado at San Diego. Chad cool going up against Joe Musgrove in this one. Seven total. Padres a 275 favorite here. Any interest in Chad Cool?
2: 7.4K. He's probably played better than that so far this year. San Diego, not a great matchup. He's not going to get you a ton of strikeouts. Should be right around average. He's in that price range where you're just trying to get off of Barrios um, or Strider. So he's fine. I'm not going to play him, but I'm not going to argue against it. Is pretty much it.
1: I think he's a good tournament pivot. You know, the Padres' offense has been terrible this season. I mean, they have all the talent in the world. They just haven't been good. Um, so I think he's a good pivot for large field tournaments. San Diego's bottom five and a lot of statistics this season against right handed pitching. Chad Cool. The biggest problem with Chad Cool is he's just not a huge strikeout guy. So, I mean, ceiling wise, you're really going to need him to be on one and have one of those five, six, seven strikeout games. Joe Mass, Joe Musgrove, Massgrove. Ha <laughs> Um, going up against the Rockies here. I mean the Rockies, I mean, they're they're really solid against right-handed pitching, but they they kind of struggle against or they're really strong solid against left-handed pitching. They struggle against right-handed pitching. Musgrove 10-5 said he's right there below Severino for me today.
2: Yeah, he's right there next to Severino for me. Um, well, he just doing some negative regressions. ERA is not gonna say sub two. Strikeout stuff has been there. Matchup versus the Rockies outside of course when you're a righty is not bad. So flip the coin between him and Sevy, And you pretty much have it.
1: Um, I don't really have a ton of interest in the Rockies' bats here. None whatsoever. And then on the Padres, I mean, Cronenworth, I think, is – okay at 4,200. Profar, if he gets a good lineup spot at 3,400, could be. He's been hitting the ball so well. Like, Profar had a great series against the Mets and the Brewers. Um, so at 3,400, I think he's very playable here. Yeah, don't mind them. Don't
2: mind void at 2,600. Don't mind the mini stack. Cole is probably an average, so slightly above average pitcher. So don't mind throwing them in. If you really want to throw in Manny Machado, make it a four man. I'm fine with that. Um, don't love him, don't hate him. Not gonna be great weather over in San Diego, but the price tag of ProFar and void are too cheap, and Cronenworth is probably a bit too cheap.
1: All right, two games left. We got Boston at Seattle, no total in this game. Rich Hill, Marco Gonzalez. Any interest here in Rich Hill?
2: I mean, he has been playing better recently. Um, but just no. Um he's I all mean, he pitch
1: well against Oakland. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. He pitched well against Oakland against Texas. Mariners are not a terrible lineup. I yeah, I can't I don't want to play him. It's that simple. He's probably not gonna go more than five innings. This isn't an easy matchup. He's been bad outside of Oakland, Texas. So yeah.
1: i that's what I'm gonna name the podcast today. Um he pitched well against Oakland. That's that's the name of the podcast today. Um, No interest for me in Rich Hill. Marco Gonzalez, I mean, we know what we're getting from Marco Gonzalez. He's going to go out. He's going to try to generate ground balls. Um, Not going to strike out a ton of people. He just doesn't have the ceiling for a 15-game sleep.
2: Yeah, no, even at 6.5K, Um, just no, not going to get enough strikeouts. Has to be going there, play super efficient, but Boston's a very good hitting team. Might not be terrible weather for pitching over in Seattle, but Boston is not a, not somewhere where he's going to go out and get 20 points against them.
1: Um, Boston bats. Obviously, Kiki Hernandez out of the lineup could put Arroyo at the top of the order um, at 2,800. Dahlbeck at 3K could potentially hit towards the top of the order. Um, we'll see if Xander Bogarts is in there or not with the shoulder injury. J.D. Martinez very good against left-handed pitching so i don't mind maybe like a three-man stack but like marco gonzalez is not typically a guy that i like to like fully stack against yeah
2: don't generally fully stack against him it's not a great ballpark especially with that it's going to be 60 degrees up in seattle and they have that open air dome dome so Dahlbeck or arroyo if they're in the lineup they're cheap um jd is fine but you're really just targeting cheap bats here
1: um any interest in the Seattle bats?
2: Yeah, I mean, Rich Hill has been great, but again, not great ballpark, not great weather. France and Rodriguez are both expensive. I mean, I don't hate Suarez. I don't hate Winker. Rich Hill is a little bit reverse splits, splits neutral. So, yeah, I, I'm i probably fading the Mariners.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see, like, a three-man stack working if this game was in Boston. Um, yeah but in Seattle, I just don't have... If you're going to stack them, it's Rodriguez, France, Suarez. That's the three. Like, that's the three-man stack.
2: Yeah, but you don't really want to pay 5K for them.
1: So, yeah. No, you really don't. Dodgers, Giants, eight total. Dodgers, a 162 favorite. Bueller, Junis, uh, any interest here in Bueller? I mean...
2: He hasn't really been great so far this season. Only striking guys out about 20% clip. Giants are a tough team. Like Yes, Bueller could go up and have a big game, but you're better off just going up to Severino or Musgrove here. Um, I'm I'm not for it. I'm not against it. He's going to come in low-owned, and it's a good ballpark, but Giants are still a pretty solid overall lineup.
1: I don't think I want to play Bueller at 9,800 and I don't think I want to play Junis at 8,500 and I don't think I want to stack either team. I hope this is a low scoring game.
2: Yeah, no, Eunice over on the other side. He's been good this season, but it's going up against the Dodgers and he's 8.5 K. So unless he was a 30% K rate guy, which he's not, I'm not. Not going to play him. Then Dodgers' bats being played over in San Francisco. Eunice has been getting decent ground ball stuff this season, so out on them in San Francisco against Bueller in San Francisco, just, this game's a cross-off.
1: Yeah, just, there's nothing. I mean, I, you could always stack the Dodgers. Always stack the Dodgers. Muncie, Freeman, Turner, Betts, and you could play Jack Peterson with a little revenge against the Dodgers, but Yeah, I just I don't see myself playing bats in this game. Cody Bellinger, thirty nine hundred is solid, but overall, I'm probably going to stay away from this game and hope it's low scoring, which is really scary with these two teams. So, all right, morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. We got some road course racing this weekend for NASCAR. I'm excited, Sonoma. That's one of the races that like on the bucket list for me, Grant. I want to go to Sonoma and um, go to wine country and go to the race. it would be fun. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, who's your cheap guy today? Uh, Strider. Sorry. It's okay. You can take my guy. It's understandable. I'll go Berrios. Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today?
2: I and mean, I'm assuming we can't go McGill because he's only going to pitch like 60 pitches. Um, so you know what? I'm going to go with
1: Gallon. I like that one. I'm going to go Walker Buehler. I like that one. He hasn't scored over 15 fantasy points since May 8th. Fun that fact. is that
2: is over a full month. That is Fun fact. If you don't have <laughs> <the> calendars.
1: <laughs> over 4K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? I'm going Vlad. I like that one. Vlad, homers are always good homers. Did we oh. talk about the Royals? did we did i skip a game
2: <laughs> yes. i did i was skip gonna say game. i'm like under 4k i'm like all right i will go Malcast. I'm like did we talk
1: about that we'll go back and cover that game really quick um after we play the morning grind game that's it's my bad i didn't even realize i skipped that game until you said something so it's a long slate <laughs> it, i mean it is and it's it's easy to to do that kind of stuff but now i'm all messed up um my over four home run was a Rose Arena um, against Meltzer. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bet? On Mount Castle. Yeah, the guy that we didn't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go uh, David Peralta. <laughs> uh, stack to score six or more runs. Also, what I was going to talk about Orioles. All right, there you go. We can have to skip go.
2: pitching for that game. We can just talk about bats because we're
1: not using these pitchers. I'll go Milwaukee. Let's let's go over. I, I seriously, I, I went right from Miami to Cincinnati. That was that was my bad. I saw Baltimore, Kansas City. I was like, oh, we don't want to talk about this one. Um, we do want to talk about it. It has a nine and a half total. It's a pick'em game. It's Bruce Zimmerman going up against Jonathan Heasley. Yeah, I'm with you. I have no interest in either one of these pitchers. Bruce Zimmerman's been struggling big time here recently. Just not striking anybody out. Everybody's putting the ball in play against him right now. So don't see him pitching well. And then Jonathan Heasley on the other side, struggling with walks. This guy is walking a ton. These are the types of pitchers you want to stack against. Um, So let's talk Baltimore Bats, Grant. You know, you already mentioned Mount Castle is one of your favorite cheap plays. Uh, what else do you like here for Baltimore?
2: I mean, Hayes at 4.1K, Santander at 3.7K. Mullins I really like at 4.7K. Heasley has really struggled versus lefties so far this season. He's really struggled versus everyone. Just been absolutely awful, giving up ton of walks, but tons of fly balls, tons of hard contact. I'm picking the power hitters. I'm full on stacking Baltimore a lot. Um, Mullins being my favorite and, along with Mount Castle, but Rushman, Hayes, Santander, Mancini heck, even throw in Odor, he easily can't really strike out lefties at all, so I really like this stack for the price tags
1: Adley Rutschman hits his first home run today
2: I like the call
1: yeah, it, it's it's so I mean, it's so weird that he hasn't homered yet, to be honest I mean, this is a he's top top prospect in baseball, right? Um, for sure, the top in their
2: organization. But yeah, I'm backwards. pretty
1: sure he's the top overall prospect in baseball. Um, I could be wrong. I'm wrong all the time, but I'm almost positive that he is the top overall prospect in baseball. So, uh, I'm looking it up really quick. He is. Uh, look, I'm not crazy. Grant, top overall prospect in baseball. He's going yard today. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna, and once he hits one, you know, it's just gonna start. So, oh yeah. I like Adley a lot in this spot. And then Kansas City side, I mean, they're expensive when you're looking at Witt, Perez, and Merrifield, but you could go like Melendez to make your Kansas City stacks different. Ben Dattendi, 3,600. You now can, on DraftKings, you can play Perez and Melendez together because you can play Melendez in the outfield. But, yeah, I think Kansas City is another team that you're looking at here. Um, Zimmerman's just not been good here recently.
2: Yeah, no, he's not really been a great pitcher
1: overall pretty much his
2: entire career. Uh, yeah, no, it's a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact. So, Witt, Perez, Melendez, Dozier, Witt, Merrifield. I hate that there's two Wits on this team, but even Benintendi going with the lefty at just 3.6k. I mean, I really like this game. Surprised that we missed it because it's probably my favorite game to stack.
1: That's my bad. It happens to the best of us, and it's Friday, and it's a 15-game slate. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I need to go to bed. Coming for the guy that's like a couple hours behind from me. All right, we're going to get out of here. hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll be back Monday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.